0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Beyond the Box Hashtag Influencer. I'm Sherry Langbert, your host, and super excited for today's guest, Andrew Cicellini, who is the founder of the Galaxy Vets Foundation, which is on a mission to preserve human-animal bond and enhance animal welfare throughout the world, specifically right now focusing on the Ukraine. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the show. So pleased to have you here today. Hi, Sherry. Thanks
1: so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, before we get started, I would love to get a little bit of a sense of your background um, and how you got into this space.
1: Definitely. So, I'm a veterinarian currently living in Colorado. I graduated from vet school at Ohio State University in 2011. And I initially went into the Army and served almost nine years on active duty. Thank you. Yep. And then I continue to serve in the National Guard. But once I left active duty, I decided to stay in Colorado and got into some nonprofit work. I am the medical director for a large nonprofit called the National Mill Dog Rescue. Uh, I've been working there for about two, two and a half years. And then recently, uh, back in about March, April, came on board part time with Galaxy Vets to help them stand up a nonprofit called the Galaxy Vets Foundation.
0: And um, for so many reasons, I think the world needs more people like you in it. So, can you tell us a little bit more about Galaxy Vets Foundation?
1: Absolutely. And thank you. So, Galaxy Vets is a newer veterinary healthcare system within North America. And they kind of always had the intention to start a nonprofit as part of a strategic corporate social responsibility. And mm-hmm. uh, so, that was planned kind of down the line. But then with the, the war in Ukraine, it really just kind of brought that to the forefront, and we felt compelled to act and make an impact. Uh, we have a very personal reason for that. Our founder and CEO at Galaxy Vets is native Ukrainian. He immigrated to North America around 20 years ago. And then we have over 20 employees that still live and work within Ukraine. So we felt just intimately connected to the, the tragedy that's occurring there, and we thought, you know, what can we do to help? How can we have an impact? And since we're a veterinary healthcare system, we felt like providing uh, telehealth services to pet owners within Ukraine that may not have access to veterinary care was the best way that we could help. And so we've been doing that since April.
0: And so I could see on the website that there's like 91,000 plus animals that are in need of help.
1: Yeah, I think the The need is almost endless, and so at this point we've responded to over ten thousand requests for assistance, and those can vary from being, you know, just very minor requests like, "Hey, I'm struggling to find food or uh, different resources or medicines for my pets," and we can connect them to different organizations already operating within Ukraine, to really traumatic uh, medical cases with pets that are involved in bombings or suffering psychological effects from, from the bombings. And we just do our, the best we can to help them through a telemedicine
0: platform. And so how, how is the, you know, how could people listening help? That's the first thing I want to ask. Like what would someone who's just tuning in, how could they help?
1: Absolutely. There's, there's a number of different ways of course, if there's a veterinary professional that's listening, we are running this predominantly through volunteers, so veterinarians and veterinary technicians. If they want to help, they can go to our website and sign up to be a volunteer and volunteer for shifts providing telehealth services. And of course, with with any nonprofit, we certainly need uh, financial contributions. Uh, So we are also trying our best to help with different shelters, military working dogs, police dogs within Ukraine. We've been able to provide some financial support there. And again, those needs uh, exceed our capacity at this point. Uh, we're operating on a, a pretty shoestring budget as best we can, uh, but we could certainly use more more donations as well.
0: So if you're tuning in, please help donate and in terms of the animals out there, are there, you know, is there, unfortunately, we're not seeing this so much in the news, so are things are your, you know, are the animals being helped? Are they? Are there a lot of displaced animals, which is what we did see at the beginning in March and April?
1: I think you see pretty much everything. So there, there's a lot of people that refused to evacuate, and so they stayed with their pets, and certainly they need help. There's a lot of people that have stayed and kind of taken on the responsibility of the people that fled and couldn't take their pets, and so they've kind of started makeshift yeah. shelters almost. Um, there's volunteers, you know, just trying to help provide food and water to strays and healthcare where possible, and it certainly varies from region to region within Ukraine depending on the intensity of the conflict. Uh, but it's 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 all over the map. But there's a tons of amazing people doing incredible work, um, and we're just trying to do our part to help them.
0: Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about what it means to you in terms of your work here and being like basically a pet influencer.
1: Yeah. And, you know, being a pet influencer is really just about spreading the message that that you want to get out in the world. Um, So I kind of started as a pet influencer before this uh, Ukraine project started, and I've just kind of leveraged that platform to further Mm -hmm. spread the message of what we're doing. and. It can be a challenge because I think a big component of pet influencing is people tend to re- respond more to positivity and happiness, and it, it's hard to be like, you know, here's the devastation that's going on in Ukraine. And so you have to be a little bit cautious about how how negative you, you get, uh, but you want to be truthful about what's really going on. Uh, so we have an amazing marketing team that helps develop some of our posts to share that news. And um, a lot of what I do is kind of just share share their stuff from our Galaxy Vets Foundation page and spread that to my audience as well.
0: And what is your handle?
1: My handle on Instagram is OKVet. OK. Um, I am on Facebook as well, but my my main efforts are on Instagram.
0: So that's, are, have you done the TikTok thing yet or no?
1: I haven't. I You know, I downloaded it for like a day <laughs> and just like immediately deleted it. I've just kind of accepted that I'm just too old for it.
0: <laughs> oh, stop. No, you're never too old. Um, so tell us a little bit more, are, do are companies coming to you independently or individuals to help with the cause, or it's more like you're just kind of like do like you see like a lot of traction from your personal account for this?
1: We've had a, a couple of organizations pair up with us, um, but I think you know there's so many organizations out there that a lot of companies are you know, already contributing in other ways, um, or working with different organizations than us. So Mm -hmm. we haven't necessarily had a lot reach out to us, but we've had a few, for example, Pet Hub, they make some tags for pets that help help you find your pet. If they're lost, they have like a little QR code on them and they donated a thousand tags to us to kind of sell as a fundraiser. And that's been hugely beneficial. Uh, We've had uh, we have a company called Vet CT, which is based out of the UK that provides vet to vet tele consulting. So they have specialists that help for more complicated cases, and they've donated their time to us. So if our volunteers have a complicated case, they can get additional help from them. Um, so we've had a few, few companies like that, that have really
0: helped us out. Amazing. Again, if you're a company, particular in the health, pet health wellness product space, um, definitely reach out to Andrew. Now in terms of social media, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing that are helping move the needle here beyond just your personal account um, with, you know, the animals and, the you know, in the Ukraine?
1: I think, you know, what social media does is it is keeping the narrative in everyone's mind, because I think the the big news media has kind of moved on and we don't hear as much and it's kind of fallen from people's people's view and social media kind of gives you the ground level true story of what's going on and, and keeps people informed and like, Hey, this isn't over. Like there's, there's still tragedy going on. Um, and that, I think that's just the biggest impact from social media is just, we're, we're still getting that message out.
0: Yeah. And it needs to keep going out because as you said, no, one's really talking about this anymore. Is there any story about a pet that was rescued or something that you want to share that really just shows how social media or that your efforts are helping, like a specific call out? I
1: think one of the truthfully is one of the hardest cases I had is we had a had an owner just asking for advice about their German shepherd and it was an older German shepherd. And they said, hey, it's having a a harder time getting around. Uh, You know, is there anything else that can be done? Um, There can be some challenges with translation, but it sounded like it was Suffering from degenerative myelopathy, which is a progressive disorder in German shepherds. Uh, it's pretty common, and it's just a slow progression where they lose neurologic function to their back legs. and uh, nothing particularly profound about that case other than you know, we just provided some emotional support. And you know, here's some minor things you can do to help slow the progression. Um, and what became really impactful was, you know after that discussion, she was like, thank you so much. this, Dog means the, the world to me. Um, sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's, I'm going I don't know what you're going to yeah. say. Um, they said that there was a bomb, that their city was bombed and their daughter was killed and they found their dog laying on top of their daughter in the rubble and the dog still survived. Um, and that's just really stuck with me. Um, and even though we couldn't necessarily have a huge medical impact for that dog, we provided the emotional support for that person and just an opportunity to talk and uh, have a connection with another person uh, and help them through a difficult time. Uh, So that was really the most impactful case I've dealt with so far.
0: Thank you for sharing. I mean, it cannot, you know, people could talk and the animals can't. So I sit here and I, you know, I look at my little dog and, you know, it's just, um, they become parts of our family.
1: Yeah, and we, we certainly know how huge of an emotional wellness impact pets can have on us. And so it's hugely important to people suffering through everything they're going through in Ukraine to still have their pets with them just provides such support for them. And so we want to help support that human-animal bond.
0: Yeah. And then are there a lot of, like, missions to take a lot of pets out to other countries or for adoption or anything like that because they've been abandoned? Um, I
1: I'm sure there certainly are. We haven't been involved too much in many of them. I think most people would prefer to you know, stay with their pets and keep them. Um, we've had a couple individual consultations with people just trying to get their, their leaving and they want to take their pets with them. And there can be different requirements based on the country they're going to that can create challenges. Oh, uh, so just trying to help them through that. Uh, but we haven't been intimately involved with any large scale efforts to remove animals from Ukraine.
0: So given that you're, you know, a vet and, you know, there are you know, these kind of stories sometimes percolate, but they don't like, what are the benefits that you see? Or are there any things that you think are kind of harmful on social media um, from a medical perspective?
1: I think, you know, we all know social media can be a bit of a double-edged sword, um, so there can certainly be negatives. From a, from a veterinary standpoint, you have to be a little careful about providing medical advice um, to a patient you haven't necessarily seen in person, um, and if you put yourself out there, people are going to reach out to you, uh, and that's partly just human nature, and it's also just the state of the industry these days. Everybody's struggling to be able to get a veterinary appointment because the industry is just uh, the demand exceeds the supply, and so people are just trying to find a place where they can get some advice. But at least in the U.S., there's a lot of legal requirements around having able being able to see that pet in person before you can diagnose and give recommendations. Uh, so you have to be a little careful there. And just like any influencer in social media, if you're putting yourself out there, you open yourself up to criticism. And That's a big reason why I don't bother with Facebook much is because I feel like for whatever reason, Facebook just has more of the trolls and uh, people are much more critical. Whereas I find Instagram is a really supportive community. Uh, Why there's that difference when they're owned by the same company, I don't really know, but that's just been my experience.
0: That's very interesting. We see that too with a lot of the influencers because some of them are just Instagrammers or just TikTokers, but the legacy influencers who have blogs like and started out really with facebook and twitter they'll say the same thing like we get hate mail we get trolls and so it's just interesting it just could be the evolution that the newer audiences have been brought up on these mediums so they're more positive as opposed to like the legacy
1: yeah i think that's a uh, really good insight and i think there's probably some truth to that for sure
0: so i know that we've been doing a little bit of efforts with you and i will say that you know as a company, um, we if there's all these influencers out there, we try to, at times, leverage influencers for causes, um, in kind. And so, you know, how has, how can influencers help your mission? Um, because obviously the more awareness you could get, the better it's going to be. Should they reach out to you? What can they do?
1: Yeah, they can, they can reach out to me or they can reach out to galaxy vets foundation account on Instagram or Facebook. Um, if they just want a simple way, they can leverage what BabelBox has already done for us. You know, you guys have created uh, tons of content that can easily be shared that just helps spread the message. And we're hugely thankful for that. I mean, uh, just truly incredible that you guys just donated that to us. Um, I mean, I think we saw the report the other day and it was like over 6 million impressions from the campaign you guys ran. and, And that's just awesome. I mean, it's so hard for a small organization like us to reach such a large audience. So, thank you for that. And other influencers can easily just tag onto that and share those and just spread it even further.
0: yeah, well, anything that we could do to further help, we're always here because um again, if we're going to be doing something we we need to be doing it in the right way. and so, with all these influencers, you know times when people need help, they should be helping, so that's our mission too. Um, So I just have one more question for you, which I always ask, and I'm sure it's going to, I think it's going to be pet related um, and it might come as a shock, but name an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do.
1: So I don't know that I can name one influencer that I I follow, but I think I would be embarrassed if people knew how many different like Chihuahua accounts I followed (laughs) and how much time I spent watching their videos and interacting with them. Uh, I don't know what it is about the the little spicy Chihuahuas, but I just love them
0: all. Um, So if I come across an account that includes a Chihuahua. I'm going to follow it. That's amazing. So we have the same thing in our house with Pomeranians, even though we own a toy schnauzer. My son, when he gets a haircut, looks like a Pomeranian, like his hair. (laughs) And so every time we find a Pomeranian account, we're like obsessed with the Pomeranians.
1: Yeah. You got to have a picture of your son and a Pomeranian next to it.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, a lot of times people tend to look like they're pets.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was lovely speaking with you. Always great, you know, working with you. And again, if there's anything further that we could do to help you, we, we are here and our doors are open.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. We can't thank you enough again for the campaign you ran for us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Bowel Box Hashtag Influencer. Visit podcast.bowlbox.com to get additional insights and full transcript. You can find our podcast channel via Apple, Google, YouTube, and Spotify. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button today to stay up to date on the latest episodes.